Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a look at a failure that has attempted to ignore what the underlying market data has been showing for years. The world of business follows the law of supply and demand, but sometimes you see large companies making large investments, hoping that large investments will somehow overwhelm the market and change the course of history. Imagine for a moment if you went out and bought a poor quality shopping mall with high vacancy. You got a discount to the value from a few years ago and figured you'd turn things around by offering some deals to entice new tenants. And when that doesn't work, you then go out and buy a gas station across the street to give you more control over the area. Yeah, that'll fix things. Well, the world of media has been constantly evolving over the past 20 years, if not even longer. We saw a proliferation of TV channels with the adoption of cable TV. But since the 1990s, more and more people have spent more time interacting with the internet and less time with television. That's a clear trend, and there's no doubt about it. Falling viewership has changed the economics of TV. The number of TV households in the U.S., Canada, and Europe have been consistently falling year over year for the past decade. Our family cut the cord to TV back in 2007. Strangely, we actually have a TV subscription right now, but that's only because it came for free as part of our internet fiber bundle. Otherwise, we would not have bought it. I think the last time I turned on the TV was for the Super Bowl, and it hasn't been used in months. Therefore, it's no surprise that AT&T's foray into the world of media has failed. Three years ago, AT&T was in court trying to defend their $80 billion purchase of Time Warner. We saw a foreshadowing of this outcome earlier in the year with the divestiture of its stake in satellite distributor DirecTV. The new spinoff includes HBO, CNN, TNT, TBS, and the Warner Brothers Studio, into a new venture with Discovery Channel. Discovery's CEO will be the CEO of the new venture, and AT&T shareholders will own 71% of the new venture, with Discovery shareholders owning the remaining 29%. They're wiping out tens of billions in shareholder equity in the process. The folks at AT AT&T made a simple, fundamental mistake. They forgot to understand what would add value in the eyes of customers. This is the second time that the sale of Time Warner failed. The first time was the $106 billion merger in 2001 with AOL, which was one of the biggest business flops in history. Time Warner eventually spun off AOL. What's striking about the entire Time Warner acquisition by AT&T is that much of the focus of the merger was internal. There were numerous reorganizations over the past four years. Each time, another wave of experienced people left the company. In the last round, they let go about 2,000 people, including some of the industry's best and brightest creative people. This left rookie people running the show. They forgot that Time Warner was an entertainment company. Not an internet company, not a telecom company, but an entertainment company. And at this point, you're probably wondering what this has to do with real estate. AT&T, or any business, needs to remain relevant to its customers and fulfill its mission. When the business focus shifts to financial engineering over profit, you can improve the numbers for a quarter or maybe longer. Some investments take longer to realize, so you can make a company appear profitable for the short term while taking your eye off the future profitability of the company. And this kind of corporate shortchanging of shareholder value is rampant in corporate America. In real estate, you can buy an obsolete asset for a discount and squeeze out a profit. You can buy a property in a shrinking market with falling values. If you buy it cheap enough, you can still make a short-term profit. See, buying direct TV was like buying the Titanic after it had already hit the iceberg. You could spend a lot of energy rearranging the deck chairs and selling more drinks at the bar, but the ship is still going down. Buying Time Warner was a way of doubling down on the DirecTV purchase. 
If AT&T owned both the content and the distribution, then somehow they would wield more power in the market and multiply its profits, or in this case, the losses. At least that was the theory. Unless you're prepared to fundamentally and aggressively transform the business so it's relevant to today's customer, you're probably going to suffer. Making investment in the billions doesn't change the fundamentals. The real estate equivalent of AT&T is exactly the same as buying that poor quality shopping mall with a high vacancy, offering some deals, and when that doesn't work, going out and buying another property across the street. Unless you fundamentally change the business and give the customers what they want, you're rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.